Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Thunderdome Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 11th. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Troy Chain. So glad to be back with you guys. Hope everybody has been safe and healthy during the offseason. It is finally time. Football season is on the horizon. We can see it looming. But before the season gets to us, we'll take a quick look back at the offseason that was. And to help us to go over the offseason, welcome in once again, intern Joshua. Hey Joshua, how you doing? Doing good, how are you? Usually the best time of the year on now. Yep, yep. So it's been a while. So excited uh, to get season uh, two going here. Oh, extremely excited. Can't wait. Yeah, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Justin couldn't be with us just yet. We are recording pretty late. Uh, Justin's got football to prepare for. He's got the off-season conditioning for the uh, Saugus uh, Centurions, you said, right? Saugus Centurions? Yeah, that's correct. All right, so he's got to get his beauty rest and get ready for tomorrow's uh, conditioning. So good luck to Justin's uh, Saugus Centurions as they get ready for their uh, football season. But uh, for us here, well, it's just about time to get ready for the uh, fantasy football season. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, now, Justin is sleeping, but he did want me to ask you guys a question about the league. Yeah. Um, he he was wondering, you know, you guys have been doing this league for a while now. It's pretty much the same people. Um, he mm-hmm. was wondering why you guys don't do a dynasty league or a keeper league or something like that. Well, that's a good question. You know, keeper league... Um... You got to have uh, a couple of different rules, and you know, with with that, you you have to set it up ahead of time. Uh, you kind of want people to be sure that they're going to be committed for a couple of years, because you don't want to have, you know, because uh, you got to draft differently when you have a keeper or, or a dynasty league. So um, you got to let people know ahead of time, also that that's what you're planning on doing, and so. You know those those teams, those t- different type of drafts. Uh, there's something to be said to a redraft league where you know everyone starts anew again and everyone gets the uh, a shot at all the new players. But uh, don't get me wrong, dynasty leagues are are fun too. Uh, the fun thing about dynasty leagues also you get to uh, make trades in the off season, so it keeps you engaged more throughout the whole year too. So. You know, that is definitely something that uh, I would definitely be interested in. But, you know, it's, I guess, tradition right now that this one's a redraft league. But, you know, nothing says you can't be in more than one league. So definitely if uh, other people were interested in a dynasty league, that could definitely be possible. Very true. Very true. I feel like, I just feel like it would keep everybody engaged during the offseason too not everybody sleeping or being lackadaisical about it yeah that's true that's true so um you know like i said this time of year i get pretty excited because it's right about now when the when the you get the hall of fame game uh which just passed you know when that when the hall of fame game comes a lot of time that just sneaks up on you 
And then once that game hits, and then we're right in front of this weekend where the full slate of preseason game hits, when that happens, that's when it feels like, oh, yeah, football, it's, it's just right around the corner there. Yeah, I think it starts like what a month from today. I think with the Cowboys and the Bucks. I think. Yeah, probably less than a month. Probably less than a month at this point now for the the uh, opening night game. But uh, like I said, it's going to be exciting to uh, see a full slate of preseason games and you know see uh, some of the new players and new faces on different teams and see how it's going to go. Um, so it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. So. Looking, talking about looking back at things. Uh, so, how uh, you're no longer a freshman now in college? How did that first year in college go for you? Um, it was weird, obviously, because of COVID. So, not we didn't have the full freshman experience with you know on dorm camping or on dorm campus living, yeah, or uh, extracurricular activities. So it was weird, but I mean, we still got a baseball season, and so that's all I was happy about. Right. So did it feel more like a like a kind of more of a transition, more like a high school plus year type for you? Like it didn't feel fully feel like college. It was a little bit more of a transitional year. Um, yeah, a little bit. Honestly, I felt like summer school because like, you know, summer school, you, I took online classes. So yeah. all my classes were online this year. So that's what it felt like more than anything. Just my opinion. Right. So, like you said, you were at least able to be part of your baseball team. So you got uh, you were able to meet some new people that way. But overall, you know, your freshman year, it was because you were online and, like you said, wasn't able to do normal activities that you normally would or be able to hang out on campus much. Uh, it must have felt like you didn't get a full chance to, you know, like meet new people and meet other. Yeah, I thought it was weird to meet new people this year can really meet anybody um that's what i'm looking forward to this year though um most of the people i met last year though was from the baseball team so i should i, I should know people there hopefully um but yeah it was a weird year overall i'd say so how'd you how'd you guys uh do this baseball season um it was a tough tough ending we finished one game back in our division so we didn't end up making playoffs um but as things are looking up for it. things are looking up for us this year. So yeah. there's always next year. How was the level of competition? Did you uh, think it was, it's uh was it uh what you expected? Um, yeah, early on, no, I think just growing pains and stuff like that. It was a little harder just to transition at first, but then right away I felt like I got it down and kind of got used to it as the season went along. Right. Well, yeah, I heard you had some injuries to deal with this year, too. Uh, yeah, I had a couple. Um, actually, in one of our earlier series this year, um, I had a concussion. I got one. Um, it was a weird play. Some, like, I was playing short, and then I was turning a double play, and then some big, chunky kid. I don't know. He was probably, like, 250. He slid, <laughs> in, he slid into me while I was trying to – uh-huh. And I was on my way up, jumping over him. He clipped my feet, so I couldn't embrace my fall. On my head. Oh man! Resulted in a concussion. I like, wasn't too bad. It was my own. Uh, concussion protocol, so I was out a week. So I missed the I missed the series after that. 
Oh man, it's it's like two fifty. It's like uh, well, what's what's Justin pushing now? So, was what, oh, sorry again. What was that? How how much does Justin weigh now? Justin's like two ten right now. Two ten. All right. Oh, so it's it's like a a bigger Justin barreling at you. <laughs> all right so all right so let's take a look at the uh at the off season that was of course the big thing uh is the draft uh, the draft that was uh happened i think around april and of course the uh the marquee names that in the nfl draft of course are the quarterbacks and basically the first three Picks were all quarterbacks. The Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence, the New York Jets taking Zach Wilson. Thank, thank God, uh, Sam Darnold is finally out of the uh, abyss out of the Jets. He had that terrible head coach Adam Gase they had to deal with. So, uh, hopefully, uh, Sam Darnold will be able to revive his career. But we'll get back to him more when we talk about, uh, I guess, offseason movement. And then uh, third pick, Trey Lance. That was a, a little bit of a controversial pick by the Niners. But uh, evidently, they had their set sight uh, set on Trey Lance that whole time. So three quarterbacks coming into the league. Three opportunities for uh, people to pick new signal calls for their fantasy teams. But it is difficult for these rookies to make an impact some- yeah, so usually at almost, I think, every NFL draft, I think quarterbacks usually go. Um, this year, I know he's not the starter. Well, at least not right now, week one. But I think Trey Lance, for sure in the second half, I think he could have the best season out of those three. Just mm-hmm. because he has, so much, he has so much talent around him. Or in Jacksonville and New York, it's there's not much around them. So I think Trey Lance probably has the best chance to do something in his rookie season. Well, yeah, but Trevor Lawrence is going to start from the get-go. So if, uh, you know, if you're going to get any production out of uh, uh, a quarterback, Trevor Lawrence is probably who you're looking at first. Having said that, you know, again, rookie quarterbacks, generally, I don't, you know, I, draft-wise, I don't think we're going to have to worry about too many people drafting rookie quarterbacks uh, during the draft. But, you know, possibly – looking to make uh, some moves later on during the year, they can have an impact. Uh, another quarterback that can definitely make an impact is Justin Fields uh, going to the Chicago Bears. I feel like finally they've actually made a decent draft pick, kind of making up for the fiasco uh, of, you know, getting drafting up high, trading up high to try to get Trubisky. Uh, at least they finally failed uh, or admitted their failed uh, draft pick there. But, you know, Justin Fields not expected to start just yet. Andy Dalton uh, expected to be the starter. But once Fields does take over the reins, whether it be this year or next year, he can be dynamic because he can be uh, a little bit of a dual threat. Yeah, so in my opinion, I think Fields and uh, Trey Lance probably have the best seasons, just my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, because they have weapons around them. Uh, it just depends when they get the starting spot, though. Um like, would you be willing with your last pick in a draft to take one of those two guys, Lance or Fields? 
Well, I guess, you know, it's always going to be, you know, what I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do Trey Lance uh, because there's really no reason to take a roster spot if he's not going to be starting. Now, you know, that's something that we're going to have to pay attention to in the next couple of weeks in the preseason, see exactly how good Trey Lance is and, you know, what the 49ers real plan is, you know, whether they're going to stick with Jimmy G or if Trey Lance is uh, too dynamic. But if he wasn't guaranteed the starter spot for the Niners, no, I don't think it's worth drafting uh, even even late. Um, like I said, you know, quarterbacks theory, there's probably better options, stronger options to go with ahead of that. And uh, I wouldn't, you know, waste a pick of a bench spot, you know, for a quarterback that might come on later on. Okay, I, I, I can understand that. So with the 4th uh, and 5th picks and 6th picks, actually, now we start getting to some playmakers. Uh, number 4, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, tight end. You know, tight ends is definitely a, you know, that's not an area where there are many big playmakers, you know. Not that many people can do what Kelsey can do for a team. So if Pitts... You know, one of the most anticipated tight end rookies in a long time. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he gets drafted. Yeah, um, I've actually been doing some mock drafts recently, just you know, just for fun, and I've seen him go like in the fourth, fourth round, fifth round that area. So I don't know. I think that's a little high for a rookie tight end. Yeah, there's a lot of hype around him, so that's for sure. You know, I could I can understand why he's going to go that high, but it does does uh come with a little bit of risk there um but yeah as a prospect he looks exciting and then yeah he would he is like the second in target shares though behind calvin ridley in atlanta with matt ryan so i mean he could see a lot of targets just as a rookie which would be absolutely yeah absolutely and then with uh, pits five and six we got hit some big time wide receivers jamar chase uh, hooking up with his old college quarterback. Uh, and then Dolphins uh, take Jalen Waddle of Alabama. So Tua gets to hook up with his uh, college teammates. Uh, so, you know, those guys can make some impacts. Uh, a couple picks later at 11th, Devontae Smith, another Alabama wide receiver. Uh, he goes and hooks up with Jalen Hurd. So a lot of rookie wide receivers – that have some familiarity with their quarterback situation. Yeah, which, you know, is a good thing. I mean, as a rookie, though, it's going to be hard. I mean, I don't see any of these guys having a Justin Jefferson-type rookie season. Maybe. Maybe one of them does. But yeah. I mean, Jefferson, that that's a that's an all-time rookie that's season true. for a wide receiver. So that's, that is a high bar for them to hit. You're right. Up. Generally, generally wide receiver, rookie wide receivers, they're not going to make that kind of impact. That's for sure. Could they have a Odell type rookie year? Yeah, I mean, wide receivers, same thing as rookies. They tend to, you know, come on more in the second half of the season. You know, most of them aren't consistent enough to like start out right from the gate. So, you know, it, it depends when you build your team if you're going to have enough patience uh, and the ability to, to uh, wait it out. Yeah. So, I don't know. It could be interesting with those three. 
And then as far as the, again, first round, um, the other names to take note of, of course, at number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers took Najee Harris out of Bama. You know, so they've got their workhorse running back there. And at 25, Jacksonville Jaguars take Travis Etienne. Uh, Again, teaming that rookie up with his uh, college QB. So both Lawrence and Etienne uh, go to Urban Meyer's Jacksonville Jaguars. Which I thought was a weird pick for Jacksonville because they had um, James Robinson last year. who was That's right. Breakout James Robinson. Yeah, so I I don't know. I just wouldn't take any of those Jaguars running backs. Um, I would take Najee Harris, though. I mean, workhorse running back for Pittsburgh. So I think that's a good pick this year. Yeah, we got to see a little glimpse of Najee during that Hall of Fame game. Uh, Of course, they kept it pretty vanilla. But, you know, uh, definitely got to see a couple of uh, carries and I believe like a catch here or there. So... You know, he's definitely getting his feet wet and he definitely looks the part. So um, as a rookie running back, uh, Najee Harris is definitely going to go a little higher than ATN. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how how ATN is be able to be used in Jacksonville, Jackson, Jacksonville because, you know, he's been practicing a lot with the wide receivers and, you know, our league's going to be PPR. So those running backs that can get a lot of catches are are worth a lot. Yeah, yeah, especially, well, they have two running backs in Jacksonville, so maybe ETN's a receiver and Robinson's a running back, maybe. Maybe that's how you see it. Kind of, in this situation, I wish it was a dynasty league because then, you know, basically James Robinson's what helped uh, two men enter, one man leave. When win the league, you know James Robinson. That was like the uh, the gold pick there, and I wish he was. In this case, I wish it was a dynasty league where he'd be stuck with him, so he wouldn't be as valuable anymore. But yeah, luckily it's a redraft league for him. But uh, yeah, so those are the main highlights out of the draft. There was some offseason movement, uh, some that we alluded to already. Uh, you know. Let's see, like we said earlier, Sam Darnold going to Carolina. And uh, he's going to have a healthy Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. So there's a lot of dump-offs he could throw to him, and McCaffrey can take it to the house. And uh, that will really be able to bump up uh, Darnold's value. But hopefully, more than anything, Darnold just gets re- career gets resurrected just by being out of the Jets and getting out from under Adam Gase. Uh, yeah, definitely it should. I mean, he's got more weapons in Carolina than he ever did in New York. So, I mean, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. So, I don't think he ever had good receivers in New York. So, hopefully he resurrects his career. Yeah, I mean, of course, there, Robbie Anderson at first was with uh, Darnold, and they had a good uh, chemistry going. So, now that they're hooked up again, um, that can really improve uh, Robbie Anderson's prospects. I definitely think Robbie Anderson could be a steal in the draft this year with how late he's going. I think I think he could value for him. Yeah. A lot of the big names, of course, re-signed with our teams. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, finally gained that 
contract with the Cowboys. Um, you know, on, on you know, I should I I should I'm remiss to say that the other big sign that football is right around the corner is of course hard knocks and that started uh last night so we got to get a little peek at Dak Prescott and you know hard knocks is definitely gonna there's gonna be the hard knocks effect so all the cowboys will be probably drafted a little bit higher than uh, they might normally be but certainly there's gonna be a premium to be paid for Zeke and Amari Cooper and CD Lamb Dak yeah I think I think Stevie Lamb's probably going to have the biggest effect by it, just because he's a second-year player. So I think he could probably end up going like in the fourth round this year, maybe even third. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay uh, signed over to the New York Giants, so it's a you know a pretty good wide receiver that Daniel Jones has now in front of him. Um, it'll be kind of a, I guess. Uh, a show me year for Daniel Jones to see what he can really do now that he has at least some weapons around him. Yeah. Um, just in my personal opinion, though, I would not take Kenny Galladay this year. I just think that quarterback, it's just, I don't know, he could be a bust this year for Kenny Galladay. Yeah. yeah. Let's see here. Aaron Jones re-signed with the Packers, and now that whole fiasco with uh, Aaron Rodgers that is at least for the moment quieted down so everyone will be back in the fold Aaron Rodgers uh, Devontae Adams uh, their stock will be just as high now now that Rodgers is back yeah I think Rodgers being back I think Devontae Adams is a clear cut wide receiver one again this year I I don't think you could put anybody in front of them maybe Diggs or Tyreek but I think the volume for Adams is just too high yeah, he's going to be looking good. I mean, and like I said, um, I think Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to want to really show out this year. Um, so they they look to be they look to be scoring some points for some teams this year. That's for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I think hundred percent. Kenyon Drake moved over from the Cardinals to the Las Vegas Raiders. I was a little bit surprised about that that move um you know i thought josh jackson was a three down back uh, as evidenced by my drafting of him in the first round last year uh but that really hurts the stock of josh jacobs he's uh falling down on the draft boards now now that Kenyon drake is there and, and the raiders backfield might be more of a committee yeah jacob is definitely not a first round pick this year um Still a good flex play, I think. But, yeah, just with Drake there, touchdowns probably go to more to him now. So, be a tough year for him. Let's see what Jacob can do this year. It's going to be exciting. So, and then, uh, you know, Antonio Brown re-signed with the Bucks. Uh, it's it's kind of weird seeing Antonio Brown as, you know, maybe the third wide receiver considered, you know, is he the third wide receiver or is he the second wide receiver in the Bucks offense? Um, but, you know, this is a guy who was just a couple of years ago, the number one wide receiver. Yeah, I think he's more of the three there, maybe even the four with Gronk possibly being the three. I know he's older, but that could be. So I'd probably still take Evans and Godwin for sure over Antonio Brown. But yeah, yeah. we'll see. See Nelson Aguilar, 
you know, went from the Las Vegas Raiders to the New England Patriots. He kind of uh, parlayed that time with the Raiders to revive his career and and uh, get a good contract with the Patriots. But he was definitely an effective uh, wide receiver for the Raiders, and he was a serviceable wide receiver too, I would say, uh, in fantasy. But now he goes to a situation with New England where, you know, New England, they picked up a lot of tight ends. Uh, see, they picked up Hunter Henry, and they picked up uh, John New Smith. Smith, so it kind of looks like if the, you know, is Bill Belichick looking to either you know go back to the running game or is he trying to go back to what they had once with when they had Gronkowski and Aaron Garcia together? You know, Belichick is always trying to you know think ahead and after the year they had and seeing Brady win the Super Bowl, you, you know, he must be uh, you know. He's got he's got something to prove probably, and he's probably got something up his sleeve. Oh, for sure. Um, but just as a fantasy football player, you'd probably be mad at New England for taking two tight ends. I mean, the position's already so thin with basically just three guys: Kelsey, mm-hmm. Kittle, and um, Waller. So those are two guys that you could potentially have drafted. But I don't know. I want to draft him this year anymore. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to envision those two doing the same type of production Garcia uh, Garcia and uh, Gronkowski had, but when they did that year, they were both, uh, although they were both playing at the same time, they could both be used as tight ends. They were both effective for fantasy, um, but it'll be it remains to be seen whether this duo of tight ends can uh, live up to that same type of production. Yeah, and Smith and uh, Hunter Henry are nearly not as talented as those two. So, yeah. I don't know. I want to bet on it. All right. So, yeah, the, I think that's some of the main moves in the offseason. And those are the, uh, you know, out of the first round, some big names in the draft that has entered the league. Like I said, sometimes it's hard to make have rookies uh, make an impact. But I will say... I know when you guys first played, uh, you and Justin, you guys, one of you guys took uh, Justin, what was it? No, no, Burrow uh, as your quarterback. And he was pretty good that that first rookie year. If he hadn't got hurt, he might have been, had a really good uh, fantasy season, even though he was a rookie. Yeah, so I was was actually the one who took Burrow. I think Mm -hmm. it was like, I think it was late in the draft. I think it was like the 12th round or something like that. Right, so sure. Getting that late was pretty good. Um, he did get hurt, though, with that ACL injury. So that hurt. It, yeah, Joe Burrow, he was on – I mean, he, he was on a tear. He was looking to be really effective as a fantasy football player. But uh, we'll see what happens as he comes back from this injury and uh, how he can use – he's got – I see he's got two big wide receivers in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So um, let's see how that offense moves and if Burrow can pick up where he left off before he got hurt. Yeah, hopefully. Um, speaking of offseason moves, he did miss one. Uh, Michael Thomas with the surgery. Mm-hmm. So he's probably out for the first what, half of the season, probably, most likely. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so not technically offseason move, but it's definitely. 
uh, at offseason impact where he could have had that surgery done earlier, but he kind of waited to get it done during the season uh, or I guess right before the season. Kind of reminds me, I think I think Shaq did that one year where he could have had a uh, surgery taken care of in the offseason, but you know he figured basically if the injury happened during the season, he was gonna he was gonna get the surgery done in the season also, so that it wouldn't impact his vacation. <laughs> Didn't Scotty Pippen do that too with the Bulls that one year? I, uh, I can't remember if Pippen did that year, but yeah, you can see that's why uh, Kobe got so mad at Shaq for not being in shape. <laughs> uh, you can understand why Shaq could possibly be the greatest ever if he worked. Oh man. Yeah. Ah, well, luckily we've got uh and around the corner. I, I guess that kind of also is a little side note. Uh what do you think about the Lakers acquisition of uh Westbrook? Um I'm mixed about it. I think it's good having another superstar. Um, but then we could have got Buddy Hill right before that trade went down, I think there's like a report that we could have got Buddy Hill instead of Westbrook. Yeah. Um, now we need shooting, so I don't know. I think I would have preferred Hill in that trade. Just my opinion, though. Yeah, I hear. You. I mean, I think a lot of people feel the same way, but um, I, I I do know on paper we do need the 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 shooting, and we still need the shooting. And Westbrook is not. I okay. you know I haven't. Really, I don't like Westbrook. Um, like, well, mainly because also he's a UCLA guy, but uh, <laughs> he's. A, but I can't deny that he is a, uh, a, an offensive machine, not necessarily an efficient offensive machine, but he does put points up. So, eh, if he can, if he could do, uh, I guess, the bulk of the scoring during the regular season and let LeBron preserve himself. And then Le- LeBron and AD take over in the postseason. Uh, hopefully, we get another championship to hang for the Lakers. Yeah. Um, Rob Palinka gets some credit, though. He did do a good job filling out the roster with some not great shooters, but decent shooters, better than what we had last year, for sure. Yeah, I definitely think whatever, whatever we're doing, we couldn't just stand pat. So, you know, let's see where it goes. But, you know, before we get to that, like I said, we got a whole new football season ahead of us. So, you know, we'll be, uh, you know, back to podcasting again. Uh, Of course, by our next episode, we'll be introducing this year's commish, Two Men Enter, One Man Leave. We'll have him join us and uh, maybe he'll uh, be looking forward to uh, what he has set for this season, uh, fantasy rules, uh, probably not that many big changes, but uh, we'll just confirm it with him. And, uh, you know, from uh, I said from then on out, you know, he should be uh, the co-host here now that he's the commissioner. So we'll be welcoming him in. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have a draft date set yet in this league? No. Uh, the, the commissioner needs to set that. And uh, he... I, I just recently um, transferred the commission settings over to him. So 
he just got it, so he'll have to look into that, and he'll be, uh, I'm sure, letting everybody know during the podcast uh, uh, when he's going to get that set. Yeah, hopefully Stinky Boy is doing some research so he doesn't stink it up again this year. Yeah, well, you know, again, some people, him, TMA, uh, I don't know. You know, it, they they seem to do a little bit better when they <laughs> auto-draft, so... <laughs> They may let, need the computer to do the thinking for them. Uh, and it wasn't just the end. Oh, actually, I guess I should add Squishy to that list. Squishy's, Squishy's team <laughs> almost took it down last year with a fully auto-drafted oh. team. So that's the first. Uh, that's the closest I've ever seen uh, auto-draft get to winning the championship. That was scary. That was scary. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So maybe he should if, do it again. If he would have won it with with an auto drafted team, oh man, that would just that would just made us all look really bad. Wait, he was in the championship last year, right? Yeah, so I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> he was one win away, one win away from having an auto drafted team take the whole thing he, down. And he had Kamara too, right? When he scored like 56 in the touchdown in the in championship game. I think so. Oh man. Uh, don't bring out Kamara's name. That's painful. Okay. I had to, I had to go up against Kamara in the championship of my other league. So oh, yeah. he single single handedly I think beat my team. So that was that's not a fun memory. I was trying I was trying all season to forget about that game. <laughs> okay. All right. So that wraps up the first episode of uh, season two. Yeah, looking forward to it. Season two, episode two on the way. All right. Sounds good. All right. Take care.